in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Dori Kaminong and I am the Commission's President. We will start with announcements. Great. We would like to start the meeting with a land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Entertainment Commission, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 870-6202-8. Four, five, eight. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. For those attending remotely, the commission will hear up to 20 minutes of remote public comment total for each agenda item. Because of the 20 minute time limit, it is possible that not every person in the queue will have an opportunity to provide remote public comment. Remote public comment from people who have received an accommodation due to disability will not not be counted towards the 20 minute limit. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call in each item. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from the people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium. Come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Once finished, please hand your speaker card to the commission staff behind the podium. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star 9 to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you're asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star 6. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you are also viewing the meeting at SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to SFGov TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. Thank you, Commission Secretary Liang. Let's do the roll call, please. President Camino? Aye. Vice President Blyman? Here. Commissioner Perez? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. Commissioner Torres? Here. Commissioners Falzon and Commissioner Wong are excused. Thank you. The next item on the agenda is item number two, general public comment. Just a minute, let me get this. This oh, broke. Um, here's the speaker card. Thank you. And I'm ready. Hi, my name is Michael Petrellis, and um, I'm here on behalf of friend, um, of fact. 
friends and allies of the Castro Theater. And as you can see, I am holding up two signs. The first says, another planet sucks. The other sign says, Castro needs films. So um, since another planet took over management of the Castro Theater, there have been 242 dark nights of absolutely no programming. Using the um, calendars from now until the end of January 2024, there will be another 171 dark nights at the Castro Theater. No movies, no programming, no nothing at the Castro Theater. Uh, we really need this commission to put it on the agenda. What is happening at the Castro Theater? <laughs> now, um, I've looked at your minutes since January of 2022, and not once has the Castro Theater and Another Planet been on your agenda. For some reason, the entertainment that we are getting from another planet and then the dark nights when we get no entertainment and the impact of no entertainment, no programs at this theater is never discussed by this panel. Now, Stephen Torres has parlayed his interest in the Castro Theater into a position on this commission. He's been on this commission since October. And yet not once has he put it on the agenda how the uh, ape greedy people are affecting his business at the um, Twin Peaks bar. He's an industry representative, which is really a joke. He's representing himself. That needs to end. Since Stephen has shown he has no interest in bringing the uh, Castro Theater to your agenda, I'm asking the rest of you, as we are facing 171 dark nights from the Castro Theater, put it on the agenda. How is the lack of programming affecting the businesses in the Castro Corridor? It should be of prime importance to Stephen Torres, but it's not. For the month of August, there will be only two programs at the Castro Theater. That is unacceptable. Again, we need this commission to look at another planet and the Castro Theater. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Is there additional public comment for items not listed on the agenda? No more public comment for this item. Okay, public comment is closed. The next item on the agenda is item number three, approval of minutes for the August 1st, 2023 commission meeting. Do we have a motion? Motion to approve. Second. Could I make an amendment actually? Um, just uh, that with the comments made by the representative of the district that their title be noted as director and that uh, the first comment in regard to opposition was opposition predicated on um, commitments that were uh, amenable to the tenants as well. There was a nuance to the opposition, just if we could annotate that. 
Okay. Do we do we have to adjust the motion? Yeah, motion to approve with Commissioner Torres's uh, adjustments. Second. Okay. Can we have a roll call, please? Or actually, it's time for public comment. Is there any public comment on the minutes? Yes. Yes. Hello, Michael Petrellis again. Still from fact, friends and allies of the Castro Theater. Regarding the minutes here on item C about the um, petition for limited live performance at um, the micro black uh, storefront on Market Street. Under the public comments, um, it will list someone's name, say that they're a neighbor, and then comment it in opposition or comment it in support of the permit application. Um, while that is good information, what is missing is knowing just a little bit about why they opposed the permit or why they were in favor of the permit. And um, I think that um, you need to look at revising your minutes to include a little bit of information about why people have schlepped all the way down here to City Hall or they've called into the meeting to make comment um, to tell us um, just a little bit about their position. Um, now, regarding uh, comments from Tina Aguirre, um, uh, she takes two um, identifying uh, factors here. She says she's a community member and a representative from the Castro LGBT Cultural District, and she commented in opposition to the permit application. Uh, as someone who monitors this cultural district, I can tell you that they've not had any public discussion about the um, micro-black um, application. So I'm really curious, without having to look at the um, video from your last meeting, why Tina was taking this position. Uh, she really would have been speaking only for herself, and if she thinks she was representing the cultural district as some sort of representative of the community, I would um, challenge her on that. Regarding item seven, Tina Aguirre says, again, as a representative of the cultural district, she thanks the staff for their work to offer um, help to mitigate discussions between uh, businesses and neighbors. Um, that's really rich. Um, we don't get um, any discussion from the cultural district about um, their positions regarding the Castro Theater and what they're gonna say here. So um, thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. Is there additional public comment on this item? Uh, there are no more comments on this item. Okay, public comment is now closed. Can we have a vote, please? One second. Oh, sorry. Uh, we are doing a vote. Yes. Um, President Camino? Aye. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Perez? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye. Okay, the meeting minutes have been approved. Next item on the agenda is item number four, report from the executive director 
Thank you, President Camino. Good evening, commissioners. Um, I did leave my executive director report uh, blank for this evening. However, I did want to defer to senior analyst Dylan Rice to provide a brief informational update about some great work that he and a couple of our commissioners have been doing around overdose prevention. So uh, Dylan, if you are there on Zoom, please feel yes. free to take over. Yes, thank you, Director Weiland. Good evening, commissioners. Tonight I want to report back on the overdose prevention outreach that Commissioner Thomas and I did this past Saturday night at Oasis in partnership with Drag Queen Katrina Rood and DPH. We set up an information table with overdose prevention supplies and resources, and we had a great response from the audience. There were a total of 390 attendees, and we handed out over 50 Narcan nasal sprays and 100 fentanyl test strips. Um, Commission Secretary Leong is uh, helping me with some slides, but I uh, have some photographs to share with you from last Saturday night. Um, they're on the public PC. Okay, I'm glad they're there. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to, I can't see them from my end, but um, if you wanna just, oh, there we are, now I see it. Okay, so one of my, one of the highlights for me personally is this photograph, seeing Commissioner mm -hmm. Laura Thomas handing out Narcan to the cheering crowds on the runway with Kachina, as you can see here. May if you wanna advance more. So there's another shot of Kachina doing the training on stage for the Narcan. You'll see how crowded it was in there. It's me and Laura at our information table. Mm. And just some shot of the information table. To the right is the flyer that we passed out, which has a QR code where people can watch the training video that we produced with Kachina. There's a costume change with <laughs> Kachina, another look. <laughs> Uh, I want to show off some of the queens of the night. I don't have all of the queens represented in this slide, so I apologize, but I want to just, here's some that I got. This is Blasia Erotica. This is Bobby Friday. And this is Tony OMFG. <laughs> so it was, it was a, a wonderful night, a great response. Thank you again to Commissioner Thomas for all of your guidance and support. And I'm so excited this Sunday Afternoon, I'll be joined by Commissioner Torres at El Rio for our next outreach event. So if you want to join us then, um, that event starts at 2 at El Rio, and it's called Daytime Realness. Uh, you'll also see in your folder, Commissioners, um, a New York Times article that just came out today that addresses how nightlife spaces in San Francisco and New York City are offering Narcan and trainings, and Kachina and Oasis are highlighted in the piece. Uh, to me, this really underscores how this work is very timely and that San Francisco is getting recognized nationally as a leader in overdose prevention in nightlife spaces. Thanks again for your time, and if you have any questions, please let me know. Thank you so much. That was great. And Commissioner Thomas, I love that shot. <laughs> it was fun. You were giving us Oprah. <laughs> I stayed up way past my uh, normal bedtime these days to do it, but it was it was absolutely worth it. Okay, we got to keep you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose my nightlife cred, aren't I? <laughs> None of us can lose our nightlife credibility. Okay, so um, with that said, I do just want to say thank you for these efforts and. I love listening to us um, really expand our role in community engagement and uh, being in these streets. 
Uh, commissioners, any comments? Flowers? Just, yeah, flowers for, for Laura and Dylan. I just really appreciate, I was, uh, I was sad that I couldn't be there this past Saturday, but I'm very much looking forward to being there this coming Sunday at, um, at my, yeah, I don't want to call it my home bar, but <laughs> at the bar very close to my home. Thank you. And just, I want to also acknowledge that August is International Overdose Awareness Month. Uh, and so that's part of why we're doing it, just to put it in context. And August 31st is International Overdose Awareness Day. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, educational activities between now and then. If anybody's interested, um, I'm happy to send out the information and let people know. Including City Hall will be lit up in purple um, on August 31st for our overdose awareness. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay, let's do public comment. Uh, no public comment for this item. Okay, we have no friends on this item. Okay, mm. being done, public comment is closed. The next item on the agenda is number five, report from the senior inspector. Thank you, President Kamina. Good evening, commissioners. We have received 37 311 complaints since our last commission hearing on August 1st. I have just one update below. Please let me know if you have any questions. My update is about Vanity Nightclub located at 412 Broadway Street. Vanity holds a POE and an EHP permit with our office. On Monday, July 1st, permit officer Sang of Central Station notified Deputy Director Azevedo of an incident that occurred outside of Vanity on Sunday, July 30th at 10 p.m. Officer Sang reported Vanity Security had denied entry to an individual because they observed that the individual was carrying a rifle in his pants. The patron was told that he could not enter the venue with the weapon, but then security failed to contact SFPD once the, uh, yeah failed to contact SFPV once the rifle was observed. Then the individual who was carrying the weapon and his group were later involved in a robbery, then assaulted other bystanders in front of Vanity. Officer Sang stated that the call for service was generated for an assault and requesting an ambulance. SFPD Central Station nor the EC received an incident report from management. As per SFPD, the following violations were observed on July 30th. Not all security staff were wearing their designated uniform. 911 was not immediately called when the security found a patron trying to enter the club with a rifle in their clothes, and there was no incident report submitted within 24 hours of the assault that occurred later that evening. Deputy Director Azevedo issued a citation on August 4th for the aforementioned permit violations. It should also be noted that Deputy Director Azevedo attended a meeting with the permit holder and SFPD Central Station Captain Marino, Permit Officer Sang, and Lieutenant Gaines to discuss the incident. The permittee explained that, the effect, that effective immediately, they will no longer be working with the promoter who had been hosting the Sunday night events. Okay, Commissioners, any questions, comments? I just have one um, do, uh, regarding the last part, which I, I suppose I appreciate um, that they won't 
you know, if they found the promoter particularly problematic, obvious, and that they connected this to the to the incident, but did they also um, indicate that they're going to be following the guidelines they're supposed to be following? Thank you, Commissioner Torres. Yes, absolutely. So there is more to come on this. Um, first and foremost, the applicant is working on a revised security plan, and then uh, they already all are aware that there will be a director's order to follow uh, to ensure that they are adhering to that. So they have a deadline of submitting that revised security plan by Friday the 18th, and then at that time, Director Ryland will issue the revised, uh, excuse me, the director's order to adhere to the revised security plan. Um, and Officer Sang and I will be going through that closely. Thank you. I had a question. Do, does the venue have a history of incidents with police? Can you be a little more specific? Or what, is, what do you mean by that? I mean, just in terms of like police calls coming to the venue regarding incidents of violence, I know that they said that they will you know, not work with this promoter. But in terms of past experiences, I'm just curious if it's been flagged. Sundays specifically with this promoter have been the problem um, and which is why specifically the venue has moved to eliminate working their partnership with them. Um, otherwise, Officer Singh had reported along with um, in attendance on that meeting was the night lieutenant who often is in the, you know, when the entertainment is occurring. No other issues throughout the week. It's specifically the Sunday night party. Okay, thank you. I guess I do have another question. <laughs> I know that outside lands is not our jurisdiction, but can you share any, um, I don't know, what's the tea? What do we hear about complaints that were coming in the 311? Well, so we, we wouldn't receive any of those complaints directly. Those would have been queued to Rec and Park. Um, so I don't have any knowledge of sound complaints, but I'm happy to check in with their permit staff and see what the numbers are like and see if it's comparable to other years. They've let me know that it's year over year been very similar for quite some time unless they're up for a public hearing in that particular year, then there might be more complaints. So um, an interesting data point. Um, I went on Saturday and I uh, enjoyed my experience. It's always so beautiful in the park and great to see it. Uh, totally lit up and filled with people and all of the live music everywhere. Um, and it's almost already totally packed in. Um, I live in the area and it's so impressive how um, all of the folks working on that event are able to pack it up so quickly. So I think it was a big success, um, although I'm sure you've all heard in the news by now that there was a homicide that occurred on Saturday uh, that was discovered by a resident nearby at 20th uh, 22nd and Fulton. Um, at this point, I do not believe there's a nexus to the event itself, uh, but we're standing by to hear any other public information about that. Um, again, it's not our jurisdiction, but it's still of interest to our nightlife um, community. I actually have one, one more question just on that. Sub I was actually going to ask this later, but um, it isn't our jurisdiction, but if maybe when you do check in with Recreation and Parks, ask them um, about the safety um, issues that they had regarding the SOMA stage, I believe. There was a collapse. Yeah, yeah. So that was a structural issue okay. with the SOMA stage. I 
do not know exactly what went down. I'm happy to check. Yeah. Just the only other information I received just around like public safety was just that there was quite a bit of illegal vending going on this year. And there was a lot of enforcement out during the day to do education around that. Um, but I do still think that it was an issue at the close of each evening. Um, so that's all I have to report around that. Okay, thank you. Okay, is there public comment on this item? No public comment on this item. Okay, public comment is closed. The next item on our agenda is number six, hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. Thanks, President Camino. Good evening, commissioners. We have two applications on our consent agenda this evening. Both are for indoor LLP permits. Um, there was no opposition for either permit, and SFPD station did not have any recommendations. So tonight, um, I'm recommending that you approve the consent agenda with the staff recommended conditions. Okay. I'd like to move the consent calendar. Actually, second. Should we? We should do public comment. After. Oh, after. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. You're good. Okay, we have a first it. and we have a second. Okay, is there public comment on the permit applications? No pub. Oh, one public comment on this. One second. Oh, okay. We just saw this. All right. I'm going to bring in Russell Orloff. Russell, if you can hear me, please unmute yourself, and you have three minutes. Um, I'm not sure I need to comment. I wasn't sure which um, applications this is for. Is, is this the one for Valencia Street or no? No, this is not for Valencia Street. Okay, my apologies. Never mind. Okay, no problem. <laughs> okay. It's I... the only other hand that was up, so that, that means there's okay. no more no more public comment on this okay, item. Okay, thank you. Public comment is closed. All right, may we have a vote, please? Yes. Uh, President Camille? Aye. Uh, Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye. Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with Deputy Director Acevedo for next steps. And this goes back to Director, Deputy Director Azevedo to introduce the first permit application on the regular agenda. Thank you, President Camino. Okay, our first permit agenda on our regular, excuse me, our first permit application on our regular agenda is for a limited life performance permit for indoor entertainment and outdoor amplified sound at the front of the premises for Whitecap, located at 3608 Terrell Street. Whitecap is a bar that is seeking the LLP per permit to host occasional indoor entertainment, such as small bands and DJs, along with playing pre-recorded music at the front of their business to invite new customers in. They are seeking the outdoor amplified sound Monday through Friday from 3 to 9 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 8 p.m. Inspector Zavrina has already set an internal sound limit for this permit application, which is reflected in the staff recommendations below. The applicant distributed outreach letters to all of his commercial residents and uh, commercial and residential tenants, and we did receive one letter of opposition from a nearby neighbor who voiced concerns to me, as well as having an in-person meeting with the owner yesterday. Um, so through their discussion, and just as of 4.45 today, I did receive an updated letter from this neighbor who has voiced concerns with the applicant having the ability to host entertainment 
seven days per week inside. Um, however, the applicant uh, would like to move forward with that request. They don't intend to activate daily, but they would like the option to, to have flexibility for booking. Um, so with that said, Terraval Station did not have any added recommendations, and here to speak with you tonight is the owner, Matt Lopez. I am bringing Matt Lopez in right now um, <laughs> on Zoom. All right, um, let's see, let me try this again. All right, Matt Lopez, I'm, I'm trying to bring you in. Um, if you can accept being a panelist. Um, should be coming in right now. There we are. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey there. You guys have me? Yes. All right, I'm here. I lost the uh, the desk. Oh, there we go. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you, and we can see you as well. So do I talk first, or yes, do you guys talk first? you talk first. Okay, so... Um, yeah, we've been uh, we've been open for about five years, and we're on forty six in Terraville. And um, occasionally, we like to have a DJ for events like our anniversary or New Year's Eve. Or uh, occasionally, we'll do a a night where we have a brand come in, and we like to have some DJ spinning music on the side. But uh, the bar is very small, and we serve craft cocktails. So our ambiance is pretty social. People come in there to have a nice drink and talk. And I'm not necessarily trying to turn this in a, into a venue or a place where we do shows or play music. The, uh, the DJ is just uh, kind of an option to enhance the ambiance. And... Um, there's not a lot going on on 47th and Terravel, <laughs> and uh, especially post-COVID, a lot of people's habits have changed. So people are going to bed earlier. People aren't going further to go check out new places. So I'm just doing little things to, to try to um, just enhance the experience at the bar. And sometimes people like to have a little music or to have some live music, but I don't plan on playing our music loud. It would actually probably be set at the same volume as our pre-recorded music that we play anyway. It would, it's just fun. People like to come out for that kind of stuff. So if we say there's going to be a DJ spinning or if we had a one to three person acoustic band, that helps us drive customers in. And then uh, in regards to the outdoor amplified music, I have a Sonos system and I have a Sonos move that's about the size of a, like a toaster. And we put it in our window seal and it creates a little music that goes outdoors and um, it adds a little ambiance to our parklet as well as 
draws people into the bar a little bit. We get a lot of foot traffic on sunny days from people coming off the El Terravel. And when they hear the music, they look in and they go, oh, look at that place. And usually they'll come visit us on the way back. We've actually hear, have been told by customers, yeah, we heard the music. We decided to come back after we hit the beach. So um, the bar is very small. It's not really a party spot. It's more of a social atmosphere. And I plan on using the the LLP for for small events and for New Year's Eve, our anniversary. It's also good for fundraisers. We do a few fundraisers there. Um, and it's just to kind of enhance our, our business a little bit by, but by no means are we going to be having like a venue type atmosphere because of this. That's pretty much it. All right, thank you, Matt. Okay, commissioners, uh, any questions? Okay, Commissioner Perez. Hello, Matt. Thanks for check coming in for um, for your presentation. Um, yeah. A couple of questions for you. Um, it says here on your application you get you plan to start the entertainment right at the same time your your business your operation of business starts. At three o'clock, right? It starts at the entertainment starts at three, and your business starts at three. Uh, we don't know when it's going to start because um, every event will have, probably have different timeline. But we just want the option to start at three. If we had a party on Saturday or Sunday, that's when we would start around three. But uh, during the week, it wouldn't make any sense because you know most people still go to work. I was just wondering if you have a chance to give um, whoever's performing to do a sound check before they actually start performing. Uh, yeah, we could do that. But in the, okay, but then you'll just have to be careful because uh, your business starts at three, not to allow them to have overly loud sound check before your business starts. Oh, you're saying because our permit is at three, they need to do, if they did sound check prior to three, then we would be breaking the rules. Is that correct? Just to be, not necessarily, I think you just need to be mindful that if they are going to plan to do sound check, that it doesn't go very loud. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're pretty mindful anytime we play music because we know that, uh, the neighbors have had issues in the past with sound. When I initially opened the bar, I, I held a um, community meeting at the synagogue across the street, and that was one of their issues. So I'm well aware of it. In addition to that, my landlord is directly above me. So I have to be extra careful with the noise because he lives there. All right. <laughs> okay. Last question uh, on your application. You said musicians will bring their own sound equipment if you, yep. might, if you have um, live music. So if they are bringing their own equipment, who will be managing to make sure that they don't go over too loud? Was, we usually have a dedicated staff. Yeah, I have a manager. Um, so anytime we have an event, my manager will be present. And um, he'll check the, the entertainment in. And um, he'll be in charge of monitoring the sound. Okay. And then if there are any complaints by your neighbors, uh, will that 
complaint be answered by staff in real time? Yeah, I've given uh, most of the neighbors my phone number. So, for example, Melissa has my my phone number. The 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 neighbor who uh, has the concerns, and uh, her and I communicate. So, if she has an issue, or the neighbor between her and myself, Tam, has an issue, or my landlord who's above me has an issue, they always text me. We actually haven't had too many issues, but I have uh, open communication via text with them. And uh, we I live a few blocks away from the bar, so I'm responsive when I get those texts. Okay, thank you, Matt. Thank Good you. Good luck. Go ahead. Um, just a, a couple of questions. First, <clears throat> remind me, what was in the space before you opened White Cap? Uh, it was boarded up. It had been boarded up for a while. I heard they were gambling. I heard they were doing pie gal. Okay. All right. Thank you. And also, um, have you engaged with the uh, Sunset Chinese Cultural District? In, in what way? Well, you're in their footprint. So I was wondering if you'd done some engagement with them um, to start some communication, see how you could be mutually beneficial to each other. No, but... Um... I went to Holy Name Elementary School, and it was 90% Asian, so I have a lot of friends, and a lot of them come to the bar. Okay. But I have not okay. done the <laughs> to any uh, organization. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear you have a lot of friends, um, but the uh, Sunset Chinese Cultural District is part of the cultural district program through the city and county of San Francisco, which center um, these cultures within our city and try to keep uh, keep them as part of our neighborhoods and keep them um, healthy. And so, uh, you know, one thing that is important to that end is that there is a uh, healthy relationship between businesses that open, in with, open up within these cultural districts and, um, and the cultural district itself. Would uh -huh. you would you uh, be willing to engage with the cultural district to see how you might be mutually beneficial to each other? Yeah, I'm willing to engage with any neighbor or resident in this outer sunset. Okay, thank you. Hey, thank you, Commissioner. President Camino, may I just make a comment for the record regarding the cultural district engagement that the intake meeting that I held with Matt was prior to implementing this suggestion of con communicating with the cultural district. So I just want to go on the record to let you all know that. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. All right. Any other commissioner comments, questions for the permit applicant? No? Okay. All right. Is there any public comment on this permit application? Good evening, commissioners. Um, although I'm a registered lobbyist, I'm not a client of Matt. I just want to say that I've done other projects in that area, and I've communicated with him. He is a very good character person, and when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Um, so I, I, I think when he took this place over five years ago, a lot of people thought, oh, wow, he's going to come in and do this and that. And some people said, oh, well, that may or may not work. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's worked. And he's done a great job in that space. 
And um, with a little bit of activity across the street, that provides a little cultural vibrancy for that underserved area. I grew up at 3528 Terra, which is about a half a block away from that. And I can tell you, you know, in my early years, that was a sleepy block. And if anything, there, it was a lot of negative um, impacts down there at that time. And what he's put on is more eyes, more ears. Um, he also is a great surfer. He didn't tell you that, but he's he's known in that area as being pretty accomplished. But he's he's um, a stand-up guy, and I think that uh, we should trust him with this permit. And I'm, I really applaud him for what he did in that space. Okay, thank you. Is there additional public comment on this? Uh, there are no more public comment for this item. Okay, public comment is now closed. Okay, commissioners, do we have a motion to approve the permit? So moved. Seconded. Okay, can we have a vote, please? Yes, President Comino? Aye. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye. Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with the deputy director for next steps. Thank you. Have a good evening. Okay, thank you. All right. Great. Great. The next application our, on our agenda tonight is for a limited life performance permit for Trinity, located at 1851 Union Street. The applicant is seeking an LLP permit to host indoor entertainment, such as live bands and DJs, in two locations within their downstairs bar area, as well as entertainment, such as a pianist or jazz trio in their upstairs private event space. Senior Inspector Zavrina has already set an internal sound limit in the rear DJ area and will set the other internal limits when the business's sound system is ready. I would like to note that we have received 13 sound complaints about Trinity since April 12, 2023, and we have already issued them two citations, one in April 2023 and the other in July 2023. These were for hosting entertainment without a permit. Another note I'd like to make is that the business is currently um, unable to operate with their doors closed due to a fire safety issue with their doors. The fire department is requiring them to fix their doors so that they can operate with them closed, but currently they are required to be open, which is likely the cause of many of these sound complaints. Uh, the applicants are, uh, they sent out an outreach letter to the commercial businesses and residential units on their block on Union Street, Laguna Street, and Green Street, and all of this documentation is in your file tonight. They received, I think as of now, we're up to um, 13 letters of support, but only six are reflected in your file this evening, just due to them coming in since I've been here. Um, and we also received 11 letters of opposition for the application. Originally, there were 12 letters of opposition, but one person actually withdrew their opposition after learning about the parameters of the LLP permit. I replied to every person who reached out with education, and I offered to put them in touch with the applicants directly, but nobody took me up on that offer. I think it's important to note that the initial scope of Trinity's LLP application included outdoor amplified sound in their breezeway, but after neighbors reached out with concerns about this, the applicants would withdrew the outdoor amp sound component, so now their application is only for indoor entertainment. Further, I've made it very clear to the applicants that if approved tonight, we would not issue their LLP permit until they have remediated their door issue and they can operate with them closed. Officer Walsh from SFPD Northern Station has recommended that you deny this permit application tonight based on the history of violations at the business thus far. When I spoke with him about his position, he said that he and his sergeant felt strongly that the LLP permit is somewhat of a reward and that the op operators haven't proven themselves to be uh, good actors yet. 
If you have any questions, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm happy to introduce the owners. Yeah, for me? Let's go ahead and bring it. Okay, great. Owners this evening are Johnny Matheny and Nick Bonney. Good evening. So I just brought some pictures of our bar and restaurant to show, I think, what the misunderstanding is for the noise violations so far. Oh, down here. Um, another uh, detail I wanted to share with you is um, I have taken over as the owner-operator. Um, subsequent our violations, um, we had a manager in place who um, was electing to have live performances maybe without uh, our permission. So um, first things first, our breezeway is here. You see this? So this is the area that we will not be putting speakers up um, as kind of a handshake with the community. So we don't want to be a, a nuisance. So we're going to keep that area unamplified. Um, we've also put in ivy as well as lattice here in case the doors were open for people coming and going. That noise would be captured um, or muffled. Um, secondly, I think upstairs is a hidden gem in the marina. Um, our upstairs area here is photographed today. So this upstairs area will not be having any amplified sound. Um, this area came with a baby grand piano, so it's clearly a place where people perform music before, even if it was a private uh, show. Um, I worked at SF Jazz. I worked at Black Hat Jazz Club when we opened it. Um, I want to bring that to the marina. I do not want to do um, crazy DJ shows like Outre down the street. Um, I think this is a gem that could really be um, bring all ages, cultures, um, and people coming not just from the marina, but North Beach, Polk Street, Pack Heights. Um, we have had interest in people, a uh, young singer-songwriter wanted to do her album launch there, and she just sings a cappella. We have a 70-year-old um, show tunes pianist who wants to sing show tunes up there. Um, we have Dave Ricketts of Gaucho Jazz, who performs uh, behind Absinthe and uh, Comstock. He wants to perform up there. Um, but not only up there, we'd like to have that kind of music, but downstairs in our back bar as well, I think... We could have a jazz uh, trio. We could have a uh, country band. Um, so I just wanted to kind of clarify that we're not just going for an absolute crazy club scene, um, which I don't think would even work till still 11. Um, another picture of our back bar here, just to show you. Um, I think this is the, the area of contention. Um, so this bar is where our louder music is being played. You can kind of see the speakers top right. Um, this is the bar at the moment. We cannot close the doors because of a fire issue. Um, we need a building, building permit to do this. So uh, we are 
in the process of that. We've applied, we've been waiting for two months for that. Um, as soon as that happens, we will flip that door so it's uh, compatible for fire and keep it shut at all times, comply with uh, the LLP as well as make the neighbors happy. Um, speaking of the neighbors, Johnny has the numbers of the uh, most frequent neighbor with concerns. Um, that neighbor, I believe, is called double digits. And uh, we do get his texts, and we do turn it down um, and tell him that we, at the moment we can't shut the doors. These noise complaints are not for live performances, however. These are just um, standard uh, playing of the music at night. Um, I guess I'll, sh I'll show you that door as well. Sorry, I'm, I'm the least technological advanced 32-year-old ever, so. <laughs> so this door here is at the end of that bar. That enters the breezeway. Um, that door at the moment is a fire exit, so must remain open. Um, Johnny, anything you'd like to say? What we'd like to do is uh, yeah, our, our goal is to support the live music scene in San Francisco. That is uh, what we've, we've been a uh, Nick's past and my past too as well. And we did have a, a hiccup with a one violation where we just had a miscommunication with the manager. But we've a uh, clean staff. Nick came in full time, and I took more active role pretty recently. We uh, are willing to do whatever it takes to uh, appease neighbors. We, like I said, I, I give my phone number out to any neighbor who complains at all. We're willing to make sure that they uh, have all of our information. If there's ever any issues at all, we, we turn it down. Uh, and uh, we've always been here trying to work with this organization to make uh, San Francisco uh, a better place for everybody. Thank you. Um, commissioners, any questions for our guests? Uh, upstairs piano bar, is that, that's a private area? For private yes. parties? Okay. Yeah. Um, musicians could potentially rent it out and charge a, a ticketed fee, and then uh, it would still be a, a private area, though. Yeah. Got it. And then for the, in terms of the door, so currently it has to remain open, but there's some sort of technological solution. Is that the, like a, a fire door or something that can put be put there, or what's the what's the solution there? Simply switch the hinges so it opens outwards instead of in. Got it. Um, I guess for fire, uh, it's an emergency fire door, so outwards is in case somebody needs to bust out. Yeah, it was actually installed backwards. There's a sealant on the inside of the window mm -hmm. of the door, which is we didn't install that. Yeah. Okay. We've been waiting for a building waiting for the building department for quite a few months, as long as we've been talking with you, to try to get, the, they're making us get a permit to do it, so we've been waiting to get the permit from building department. Interesting. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, Commissioner Perez. Question for staff. Can you remind us what the two citations were for? Can you repeat that? Can you remind us what the two citations previously were for? Sure. Uh, the initial one was for, well, they were both for hosting entertainment without a permit. So the first one was issued in April of this year um, for hosting entertainment at 1 a.m. Uh, we responded to a noise complaint. And then the second citation was issued in July, and there was entertainment at 9.15 p.m. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my question is about your hours of operation for the live entertainment or the entertainment. It says here 9 a.m. to 11. 
but your hours of operation starts at 3 p.m. Is that a typo? I, uh, so we open weekdays at 4, but we do open Saturday, Sunday at 9, or sorry, 10. Um, we are a full restaurant, so we're doing uh, brunch, drag brunch. We want to have a little bit of availability to have uh, live musicians uh, at that time as well. Okay. Um, I doubt we would do that more than once a month for the morning, but given all that outdoor space, it seems like uh, we're going to be busy when it's beautiful and Saturday morning, Saturday, right. Sunday morning, yeah. So your hours of operation is actually not 3 p.m. It's earlier than that. Uh, 3, 3 p.m. on weekdays is when we open, yes. Okay, and 10 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday and Sunday. That's correct, yeah. But on your proposed indoor entertainment hours, it says 9 a.m. on weekdays. Oh, that's a typo. All right, yeah. so I want to make sure. Okay, so what are you requesting then? Uh, requesting 5 p.m. to 11 on weekdays. Okay. Commissioner Perez, I just would like to interject for the record. So the LLP permit application allows for indoor entertainment between the hours of 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. And oftentimes when businesses do their intake with me, we talk about, you know, what is your proposed programming? And often it's like, well, I don't really know yet because we're new. Yeah. And so the scope of the requested entertainment hours is often reflected as 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. But since it's indoors, there's no cap on hours. So a lot of folks, I would say, 99% of our applicants put 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., even if that's not their normal operating hours. Okay. In the event there's a, a private booking, there's a holiday, okay. for those reasons. So I actually, I would say it's not a typo because I typed it. Um, and so, okay. and I know that that's what they were, we, we talked okay. about during intake, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's an everyday. It's just giving flexibility. Right. It's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. So intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who will be responsible for answering um, neighborhood complaints in real time? So I'm, I'm there five days a week, probably 80 hours a week. Um, and Johnny is there or a block down at his other bar um, 80 hours a week as well. I do live five blocks up the hill, and Johnny lives about five blocks the other direction. So right. uh, we are always around. I, I really, I mean, I'm a San Francisco local. I do not want to be a nuisance. Yeah. All right. And then are your phone numbers then on the website? How will people access that? Yes. Uh, both okay. of our phone numbers will be on there. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just... Um, you have generated a fair amount of neighborhood opposition um, to this with a lot of folks with concerns about the current operations and the absence of this permit, including a history of operating without a permit to the point that the police department actually recommended not approving this, which is pretty unusual. I can't remember the last time we had a permit in front of us that had the police department actually recommending against it. Um, why, tell me how things would be different once you had this permit compared to how they are now and what you will do to mitigate this relationship with your neighbors moving forward. Well, uh, first of all, I, we have not had a live performer since change of management as well as that last citation. That was a pretty big red flag that we needed to change um, change of management and also get a grasp on everything going down at, at that location. Um, secondly, I think 
closing those doors and bringing other types of music to that venue will show that we're not just so one-dimensional um, in terms of being a 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. bar. We want to be a 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, place of music, food, and drink. Um, I think our bar at the moment has you know trivia, has bingo night. Um, it's not just exclusively a nightclub, but we're being pigeonholed slightly by the bar that closed uh, one block down, um, which was Outre. And that, I think that brought a unsavory note to the neighbors that that's why they banded together and we're not gonna allow that ha to happen on their street again. Um, which, rightfully so. I, I think uh, that kind of nightclub crowd doesn't belong on Union Street, belongs Soma and uh, other areas of the city where it's built for that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a nightclub goer. Um, I like to be at music venues like Black Cat or Keys Jazz Club, um, or I just saw the Vivaldi's Four Seasons in the Green Room across the street last Sunday or two Sundays ago. Um, so I think showing the community that would be a, an honor for us to do as well and maybe redeem us. Thank you. I guess I just I'd like a little bit more clarification on on what Commissioner Thomas was asking you is you um, without vilifying nightclubs or or that kind of of genre of of um, entertainment I, it, I I work in the industry I know that bingo and drag brunches are also very loud and so um, I guess. In the interim, if you got the license, if you got the permit now, and you're still waiting for DBI or, or whatever for the for the door, how are you going to mitigate the sound factor in a way that isn't going to raise the ire of of the residents who've been complaining pretty consistently this whole time? The main thing is we we work with Caitlin and the, and the police. We're not going to basically have this permit issued to us and we're not gonna start any kind of live music until we do have the clearance from the building department to change the doors and we can close the doors. Um, I think since those complaints, we have invested in uh, lattice, wooden lattice to try and absorb sound as well as um, noise canceling curtains, um, things of these nature. But um, I think, yeah, we're not gonna, as soon as we get a permit, have any entertainment, we need those doors shut. We need to be able to keep the decimal level down. Andrew was by and we clearly saw with the doors open, um, it could be a nuisance, but with the doors closed, it was well under um, the ambient, the, the noise of the street. Okay, thank you. Is there any additional questions, comments? Okay, thank you. All right, um, let's go to public comment. Is there any public comment on this item? Uh, looks like there's no public comment for this item. Okay, public comment is closed. Okay, do I have, is there a motion? I move to approve with staff recommendations. 
I'll second. Okay. Okay. Um, President Camino. Aye. Vice President Blyerman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Torres. Aye. Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with our deputy director for next steps. Okay, the next permit application on our regular agenda is for a place of entertainment permit for the conservatory at One Sansom and the Holbrook House, which is located at One Sansom Street. This is a new state-of-the-art event space that also houses a restaurant inside. During the day, the conservatory is open to the public and at nights and on weekends, it can be rented out for private events. The restaurant will have its own hours of operation, but together are under one ownership team and one POE application. EC staff will be setting an internal sound limit in accordance with Municipal Police Code Article 29 once the applicants have their sound system set up. They plan to use the POE permit for live music during weddings, corporate events, buyouts, etc. And the applicant has conducted extensive outreach, sending out over 500 letters to their immediate neighbors, none of which are residential. There was no opposition for this permit and Central Station has included their standard calendaring condition, which is reflected below. Here to speak with you tonight is the manager of the space, Phil Spiegel. How are we? <laughs> I'm taking that as good. Uh, you know, we, we are started this project, my company started this project about two and a half years ago working with Prudential and the thought in mind was trying to reinvigorate something on the corner of Sansom, Sutter, and Market Street, and to do something that was unique. And you know, I kind of want to express that this is a three-pronged uh, project. One of it's pretty easy, and it's a bar and a restaurant inside of the lobby of an office building. And <clears throat> from a sound perspective, there's really no issue. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a very traditional space. Uh, Monday through Friday there to actually service and embrace the financial district. Uh, we're going to be open for sit-down breakfast. We're going to be open for sit-down lunch. And then it is a small plate happy hour business uh, into the evening. Now, we are requesting from that space, we, we're going to be open from 7.30 in the morning until midnight, Monday through Friday, to start. We'll see, you know, the financial district has a tendency to get very sleepy, but we're gonna walk into this with some, with some hopes. The actual public space, which is attached to this building, the, the one Sansom Street building that you might be familiar with, the public space is an 8,000 square foot old London Paris bank. It's a beautiful space that has a glass ceiling and glass wall, marble walls, and, and we've just installed these new glass doors with Prudential, who owns the asset, and I'm, I'm literally a tenant in the space. Um, we plan, you know, part of our goal is to actually activate that public space. So Monday through Friday, the owner of the building, Prudential, in conjunction with Barker Pacific Group, who is their managing partner, has given my company a budget to spend on the public, and we intend to do so. So we will have, you know, once again, we're in the financial district, so the type of event we're talking about is, you know, hosting a Barry's boot camp at 7.30 in the morning for free to the neighborhood. Um, we actually met with um, the Marine Corps to have their band play during Fleet Week, uh, you know, on, on one of the big days, you know, leading up to it. And we intend to do things, um, quite frankly, to entertain the public in a very sterile way. You know, the fact of the matter is we're owned 
you know, by a, a conservative company and we're in a conservative neighborhood and that's, you know, that's how we're going to be working as. So we have the, the restaurant and that's a pretty, a pretty simple thing. We have the public space, which we're really, really excited about. <clears throat> and then we have the space, the same space that's a public space when it is private. And that space becomes private Monday through Friday, I'm sorry, Saturdays and Sundays and holidays. And 12 days a year, Monday through Friday, we have a condition to close the space for a 24-hour period. 24 times a year, Monday through Friday, we can close 75% of the space at 2 o'clock and close the space at 5 o'clock. The reality of that for our company is, you know, our goal is to do about 72 events a year, and you can, that number is specific for a reason. And that is our intentions are to have 40 events on a Saturday, 10 on a Sunday, 12 uh, of the days that were allotted by the city to have some fun and interesting events. Most of them will be fundraisers, and I could list some that we're already doing. And then mostly neighborhood holiday parties for the businesses that are in the neighborhood. So it's a very specific, um, it's a very specific event plan. Uh, once again, this is you know owned by a large company. This is not going to be um, you know our band is going to be wedding bands. You know, we're, we're going to have, you know, the DJ, the traditional DJs and wedding bands that play in events. And if you were to go to, you know, a traditional Christmas party, you know, whatever that version of entertainment would be. So that's the overall, you know, three-pronged effect. And then me and my company are running that. You know, I spent the last 12 years running a very similar company for Clint Riley, three blocks down the street, including the Julia Morgan Ballroom, uh, the Merchants Exchange Club, and Credo Restaurant. Uh, our director of operations, Vicki Tom, spent 19 years as the director of operations at the Olympic Club before spending five years with me at, at Clint Riley Companies. And uh, Lillian Fan, who's my director of events, spent six years with me at Clint Riley Companies before moving to Michael Minna as their director of events. And we have a presentation, if, if we're interested. Go back here. You can use the arrows to walk. You know, more or less, this first slide is telling you what I just told you. Um, we, although we do have, you can see the capacity there. So we can do up to 1,072 people. That's when we combine all three spaces. You know, quite frankly, that's a rarity. Um, the 272 concentrated for a public event is also, you know, quite frankly, um, not <laughs> going to happen a whole lot. If you go into the public space currently, which is already open, you'll notice there's somewhere between 20 and 30 to 40 people there um, having lunch potentially on a daily basis, and we're hoping to increase that. Um, for I mean, honestly, not really for financial gain, just to bring activity uh, to where we are and to bring some vivacity to the neighborhood. Okay, so you can, you know, we, you can see here, it's pretty much what I already said. So I'm gonna go to who we're already working with. So, you know, right off the bat, I mean, I have a history of doing events in, in my career. So we launched with doing a Mission Dolores Academy luncheon for Father Gagan's 80th birthday party. 
Um, and, and I'm quite sure we didn't get any noise complaints for that, but we definitely had a good time. We are, we did some, we did the sports auction with the guardsmen. We have September 23rd event with the SF parks Alliance. Uh, the junior league is on our calendar. The, uh, Christy Yamaguchi's always dream is on our calendar. Um, the San Francisco <laughs> ballet, the San Francisco opera, uh, we, these are the types of events that we already have scheduled for the upcoming 2000, end of 2023 and 2024 year. From a liquor license perspective, we currently have a you know 47 that's in hand. We have a 58 catering permit as well as 68 portable bar permits as well. And I think you can you can see here we're talking about all of our liquor licenses and when we posted it and that we had a Chamber of Commerce hard hat tour. We did all the requiring outreach, the ABC on-site inspection. We walked through with Officer Sang, actually also walked through with Officer Moreno, and, and we've been in a full outreach. We had San Francisco travel there. We had uh, Moscone Center with us. We had the downtown uh, district, uh, benefit district with us. So we've, we've gone through the motions with the community. You can see the live posting here that's been up. And you know, as we as you just read, we sent out the letters to more than 500 community outreach to our neighborhood, all businesses. We don't have uh, any residential in our neighborhood, and that's uh, that's the story. Hey, thank you so much. What a beautiful space. Yeah, it should be fun. Okay, uh, commissioners, any questions? Yeah, it looks like a really gorgeous space. I look forward to seeing what, what you do with it. Me too, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> we think we're going to be open September 9th. That's our, that's our hope, uh, and we're getting there. Great. Yeah, it's just it's exciting to have new things opening in the financial district for all the obvious reasons, so, so thank you. And I don't know how much sterile entertainment you're going to be able to uh, get away with in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't think we do sterile entertainment. Well, you know, we, we, in this business, you know, we definitely have, you know, Adam Sandler singing the wedding singers for a lot of our events. You know, the, when I say we're doing 40 Saturdays, 30 of them will be involved white dresses, uh, most likely. So, you know, they're, they can get crazy, but in a, in a, in a different way. Okay. All right, thank you. Um, any other questions? No? Okay, you can go ahead and have a seat. Thank you. Um, is there any public comment on this permit application? Uh, there are no public comment on this item. Okay, thank you. Public comment is closed. Okay, commissioners, do we have a motion to approve this permit? I'd like to make a motion to approve this permit. Second. Um, can we have a vote, please? Yes, President Camino. Aye. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye. Hey, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with Deputy Director Azevedo for next steps. Okay, in our last permit application on this agenda, uh, I'm bringing up Senior Analyst Rice. Thank you. Good evening, Commissioners. 
The final permit on our regular agenda tonight is an amendment for a one-time outdoor event permit from Valencia Corridor Merchants Association to host outdoor entertainment and amp sound with extended duration for their Dancing in the Streets series. The series features bands, DJs, drag performances, and dance lessons over a three-block section of Valencia. The proposed dates and times are Saturdays from August 19th through November 18th from 5 to 8 p.m. We're bringing this permit to a hearing due to the high density of sensitive receptors and permitted businesses in the Valencia Commercial Corridor. Tonight's permit is an amendment because the series officially kicked off on Saturday, July 22nd. We administratively approved them for the first Saturdays in order to prevent a gap in operations before coming to a hearing tonight for the remaining dates. You'll see in your folder their permit application, the event schedule locations and site plan, and their neighborhood out outreach materials. During the event's initial dates, we received five complaints that the sound was too loud, and we received two letters of opposition to this permit with the same concerns about loud volume. You'll find these items in your folder. We did not receive any recommendation from Mission Station within the response window, and we assume they have no issues with the amendment. Staff is recommending approval with the conditions listed in the memo. In terms of a sound limit, we're recommending that the volume of outdoor amplified sound does not exceed ambient levels at 100 feet from the property plane because A, this area is densely activated with outdoor amplified sound, and B, the area has a large number of sensitive receptors. Here to speak with you this evening is Renee Colorado on behalf of the Valencia Corridor Merchants Association. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I'm Renee. I'm here representing the Valencia Quarter Merchants Association for our amplified sound permit. Um, we're going to be hosting uh, DJs, drag performances, um, salsa events, uh, and I'll be on site every Saturday, um, be five to eight. Uh, I have reached out to. Um, we did pass out notices on the footprint uh, larger than needed. Uh, this is because I wanted to uh, make everyone aware. Um, like the uh, commissioner was saying, um, uh, there is a lot of homes there, um, and there is past complaints. Uh, so I want to make sure uh, that we keep the decibel levels uh, low. Um, 100 feet should be no problem. Um, the speakers that the DJs are using are five-inch speakers, uh, two at most. So they're not large. It's not large equipment um, by any means. Okay, thank you. Um, any questions? No, okay. Good. All right, well, thank you. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat? Is there public comment on this item? Like we had someone from before. There's one on Zoom. Is there anyone in? There's nobody in the room. Okay. Oh, oh one. Oh, sorry, there's one person in the room. One there's person. one. I'll keep this super brief. This just sounds awesome. Please, more of these sort of activities in the streets. We know it generates some noise, but that makes a vibrant city. It's all within reasonable hours. This area was built for this sort of thing and has a long history of wonderful activities. I'm looking forward to this. I'm glad they're producing it. My name's Scott Kuyper. I used to be a mission in Selma. Now I'm Excelsior. I'll speak on item seven later. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, I will bring in this one person on Zoom, Russell Orloff. If you can hear me, please unmute yourself. 
and you have three minutes. Okay. Um, I love the uh, Valencia street closures. It's loads of fun. Unfortunately, there is a uh, downstage right in front of my building uh, where the DJs play right across the street from Amato's. And it's very, very, very loud. Um, this last uh, initial run that they had at 2 o'clock, they did a sound check. The walls of my building were shaking. They then started playing intermittently between 2 and 5. They were supposed to start at 5, I believe, and uh, kept going till 8. So it was basically six hours of really loud music. And um, I don't know that there's uh, any way that, that music that is loud enough for people to dance to is not going to be very annoying to people in the buildings um, all around the soundstage there. I was hoping that maybe they could just do the uh, soundstage with the DJs at our end of Valencia Street once a month and maybe switch it up, you know, let the, the amplified music be on some of the other blocks sometimes. Maybe let us have some of the, uh, you know, the, the quieter, uh, unamplified bands that play uh, up the street. It's, uh, you know, I get off work at 4 every day. I come home, and uh, if it's, you know, 4.15 and there's, like, music playing outside my window for three and a half hours, um, you know, I can't take a nap after my work. And I think people are allowed to have a reasonable amount of quiet time um, in their own homes. And I've talked to some of my neighbors about this. A lot of them are older people who don't necessarily know how to, you know, come into these meetings on Zoom or will not send emails. And they don't like it either. They're, they're upset about it, but they're just going to, like, live with it and be miserable. I'm just thinking maybe there's some compromise where, where, you know, they can have the party in the streets, but the corner of Valencia and 21st doesn't have to be ground zero for super loud amplified music every Saturday between now and November 18th. It's just too much. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, thank you. Okay, thank you. Is there additional public comment on this item? No more comments for this item. Okay, thank you. Uh, commissioners, I would like to just, just for the record and provide some context that I didn't include in the memo, which might be helpful for this conversation, is that um, there is another activation happening on Valencia Street that Noise Pop is producing called Summer of Music from, from 2 to 5 o'clock on many of those same Saturdays. Ah. Just want to put that out there. Uh, Dylan, how, how long does uh, Summer of Music run? Um, I can look it up shortly, but it's... Um, I think it was 12 Saturdays starting in June or something. So it's almost over, though. Yeah, I it's. I think in September, I want to say. And but please forgive me if I'm wrong. I need to confirm that. Just to uh, confirm with staff, this was the Summer Music Series that we approved a few few meetings ago? Yeah, yeah it's that is correct. Citywide. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Do we have a motion? I motion to approve with staff recommendations. Can we entertain the idea of switching up the amplified sound, not just in that one corner per the request of the one, one of the neighbors? Is that something that we can ask the promoter if they, could, they would consider doing something like that? I'm not sure it's something I'd be comfortable conditioning, but I think, you know, having some education and outreach. I also think that, you know, if the permit is 
a hundred feet, um, then maybe just this is just a sound limit educating opportunity here where maybe the sound can't be as loud as it has been. It also sounds like this, you know, this is was summer of music to me for for some of that at least, you know. But um, yeah, my, my feeling is always that, that that's why we're here. And when somebody like the caller is having an issue, then we bring people together and we turn things down and we sort things out. And that's why uh, we that's what our permit does. You know, it's, it brings you into our our spectrum and then and then it's their job. Not ours. <laughs> I, I, I'm inclined to agree. I, I think that I, I also appreciate what um, the, the public comment that we've received, but also knowing how um, delicate and difficult it is to implement um, events of this nature, that to ha try and switch things around can prove untenable. So I think I agree with um, Vice President Plyman that this is a a learning opportunity where we can do outreach and help bring folks together. So I have made a motion yeah. to approve with staff recommendations. <laughs> Second. Thank you. Um, can we have a vote, please? Yes. Uh, President Camino? Aye. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye. Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with Senior Analyst Rice for next steps. Okay, the last item on the agenda is item number seven, hearing and possible action to suspend permit number EC1452. To revoke, I should say revoke. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Yes, it is. It probably just okay. that one edit. It's okay, it's okay. I have the capacity to correct myself. It's all right, <laughs> not embarrassed. It's just on television, you guys. <laughs> okay, the last item on the agenda is item number seven, hearing impossible action to revoke permit number EC1452 Place of entertainment issued to Jose Montesinos. Suspension, suspension notice served to Cesar Montesinos, DBA Stratos nightclub located at 358 Ocean Avenue, San Francisco. Okay, so I would like to provide an update regarding this matter. The Entertainment Commission's Executive Director Wyland, as charging party, submitted a complaint for suspension of the place of entertainment permit for Stratos Nightclub on July 14, 2023. The hearing was initially set for August 1st, 2023, but was continued to today, August 15, at the request of Stratos Council due to a family emergency. I granted the continuance under section six and 13 of the hearing procedures. On Wednesday, August 10th, Director Weiland submitted a new complaint for revocation of Stratos place of entertainment permit based on new information they received on August 9th. 
Director Weiland invoked their right to seek hearing on the permit revocation within five days' notice under Section 3 of the hearing procedures, which provides that when the charging official determines that exigent circumstances apply, notice shall be made to the parties in writing not less than five days prior to the date of hearing. The term exigent circumstances means circumstances which pose a substantial risk of serious harm to the safety of persons or property. The charging party's determination of exigent circumstances shall be in writing, shall include the grounds upon which the determination is made based on the existence of exigent circumstances, and the chief of police, chief of fire department, or director of public health must concur in the determination. The charging party included as an exhibit to their complaint a written determination that exigent circumstances exist, which included a written concurrence from the police chief, William Scott, as required by Section 3 of the hearing procedures. The parties were required to submit their pre-hearing documents, and the permit holder was required to submit their answer to the new complaint by Sunday, August 13th. However, on Monday morning, Stratos's counsel requested for another continuance due to another emergency. This morning of August 15th, the parties came to an agreement to postpone the hearing yet again to September 19, 2023, and that Stratos would suspend its entertainment operations until the hearing on September 19th in order to accommodate Stratos's attorney and balance that with public safety concerns raised by the charging party. In light of this, I propose that the hearing on the complaint to revoke the place of entertainment permit of Stratos be heard on September 19th. I also propose that the commission require the parties to submit a written stipulation that would include a statement regarding the agreement they made on August 14 and 15 regarding the postponement of the hearing date and suspension of Stratos's entertainment operations until September 19th, and a new briefing schedule for the September 19th hearing. I would like to require the parties to submit that stipulation in two weeks by Tuesday, August 19th. So I ask the commission to make a motion. Just for clarity, um, in two weeks on August 29th, we would submit? By August 19th. August 29th, 29th. is in two weeks. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> how should the motion be constructed? Is there... I'm just a little confused. All right, sorry. I'm happy to make the motion. I just don't want to, this is uh, more official than we're used to, so I just want to make sure. All right, so I would like to motion that, I would like to move that the hearing on the charging party's complaint to revoke Stratos's place of entertainment per permit be set for September 19, 2023. Is that one motion and then we have to vote on another motion or how does this work? Does anybody know? You can include all of it in one motion. All right, motion. I would also like to move that the parties submit a written stipulation by no later than Tuesday, August 29, 2023, that would include a statement regarding their agreement to postpone the hearing date and suspension 
of Stratos's entertainment operations until September 19, 2023, and a new briefing schedule for the September 19, 2023 hearing. Seconded. Thank you. Is there a public comment on this item? There are no public comments. Oh, oh just kidding. Just kidding. I'll speak for a moment, just fully recognizing and brief that you're, this will be heard later. Clearly, there's problems. I'm a neighbor of Stratos. I know Caesar. I, work, I see him working hard all the time. I know they have uniform security outside. They do their best uh, to keep their guests and people in line. Uh, it's generally a peaceful situation. Of course, there's been two incidences that haven't been. But our building and business is right next door, and I found the new positive neighbors, and I appreciate that they keep the end of the block active. Um, and, uh, and again, I know they're working hard, and nobody wants to see what happened happen again, but hopefully there's a path that, that can uh, help keep that business open so we don't have a blighted spot around spot around there. But maybe I'll see you on the 19th. Thank you for your understanding. Take care. Thank you. Is there additional public comment on this item? <coughs> there are no more additional public comment on this item. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. Public comment is closed. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Can we have a vote, please? Yes. Uh, President Camino? Aye. Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye. Okay. All right, the last item on the agenda is number eight, Commissioner Comments and Questions. I just wanted to uh, extend appreciation to another commissioner, uh, Commissioner Manny Yucutiel, who is trying to revive Halloween in the Castro. And in my uh, first months on the Entertainment Commission, I, I did see that uh, events of that nature did fall within our purview in limited coding language. And, and I'm not sure exactly how that pertains here, but I would just like to ask if it might be helpful to connect Manny with Entertainment Commission staff just to see how we could be supportive in this effort um, as he's bringing a lot of constituent groups and community stakeholders together and I'd like to see it be yeah, successful. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. We're, um, him and I are connected, so perfect. I wanna congratulate Commissioner Perez for the 30th celebration of Pistahan. Uh, this you. past weekend, it looked like a very beautiful, very Filipino <laughs> <laughs> event. So congratulations to you and your team for, you. for, for centering our culture in San Francisco. Thank you. All right. Come on, you guys. It's the dog days of summer. I got nothing. <laughs> I got my stuff up front. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, to the babies going back to school, yay. Right? Tomorrow morning. <laughs> school starts. Okay. All right, is there public comment on this item? No public comment on this item. Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. This meeting is adjourned at 7-11. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. Recording stopped. <laughs>